This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy out with special guest Andy Parkins for the score 670 in Chicago in this special Field of Dreams edition of the Sports Better's Paradise. Danny, welcome aboard from Chicago. Thanks so much for having me on. It's, yes, uh, it looks like you're in paradise, by the way. Congratulations. <laughs> Last day of Delmar. Last day at Del Mar and uh, soaking it up, uh, trying to avoid going back to the uh, the sweat box of South Louisiana. Danny, this is the year two of this Field of Dreams game. Now, growing up and listening to Harry Carey doing Cubs games, he'd always talk about so-and-sos from Iowa and so-and-so. So there's a lot of Cubs fans, maybe White Sox fans from, uh, from Iowa. And now the White Sox were involved in this game last year. The Cubs, is this a big deal uh, for the people in Chicago? Yes and no, uh, because there's no one game that's a big deal for the Cubs this year, right? Like the the whole season has been about: Are they going to trade Wilson Contreras? Are they going to trade Ian Happ? What? When are they going to feel the competitive team? And they are 44 and 65. Like they're they're comp- they're competing with the Reds and the Pirates in the Central, which is not where they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be the clear-cut best franchise and team in the division. So it's it's hard to get up for an individual game, even though the pomp and circumstance around it is so great. And yes, there are a ton of Cubs fans in Iowa, but there's so few tickets available to this game. It's a very corporate event. It's a big Major League Baseball function. It's, you know, it's, it's a tough game to get into. So I would assume there will be more Cubs fans there than Reds fans, certainly. Uh, but even just compared to last year, like last year was the first time for the game – Yankees and White Sox, two of the best teams in the American League. Tim Anderson hits the walk-off right. into the cornfield. I mean, it, was, it, it really felt like a movie scripted ending. Kevin Costner was at the game. I would assume he's not going to come to the game every single year. Like, it just feels impossible to top last year. Right. So it'll be cool. It'll be fun. It's better than a normal game in a bad season. But I, I can't really go as far as to say it's a big deal, just given how bad the two teams are. Yeah, and, and no doubt, uh, two playoff teams last year. You had some dramatics last. I, and it's funny because I kind of remember where I was. I was in uh in downtown Saratoga, uh, you know, after the races last year, and I remember the you know the walk offs. So I mean, it's kind of a in the the sort of the the stadium in the field in the throwback unis. Uh, they've even carved out uh, uh, old style logos beyond the right field. So that's more of the they're certainly going to try and sell that another. Uh, dynamic that they'll try and enhance the broadcast because of two 
you know, two teams that with such horrible records, is going to mic up a, a couple of players. Uh, we know that Joey Votto is quite the personality. Uh, Ian Happ, you mentioned him. He's going to be mic'd up a, as well tonight. Is he the most charismatic guy uh, for this? Uh, he was probably the right choice. I wouldn't say he's the most charismatic Cub, but he's really interesting, and he's really smart, and he's thoughtful, and he gets the value of miking up players and growing the game. He's the he's the union rep for the Cubs. Okay. He he does a podcast that's very popular. Um, so he he's very he does a weekly hit uh, on our midday show with Dan Bernstein and Lawrence Holmes that is fantastic. And he came on throughout the pandemic and throughout the labor negotiations. So he's just like a very smart guy who understands the value of a nationally televised game, building up his brand. I'm sure he'll plug his coffee and his podcast. And like, <laughs> so I think that there's some uh, philanthropic efforts here, but also you know some some selfish ones to get him out there. He's a free agent after next season, so building his brand and like, hey, the two guys, Joey Votto, who's got a chance to go into Cooperstown, and Ian Happ, who first time All Star this year. Like, I think he likes having his name you know, mentioned along the likes of Joey Votto. You know, he's, he's not going to be cracking a ton of jokes and he's not going to be Don Rickles out there, but uh, a very smart guy who has a lot to say and has a lot of thoughts about, about the state of the game. So my guess is he'll be very... Votto might win the popularity contest for entertainment, but my guess is that uh, Hap will give some people some things to think about. So I guess uh, the better description would be the, the most broadcast ready. Uh, to throw a yes. mic on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. is. He is. I mean, my guy Kyle Hendricks, he's hurt right now. He would have been great at it too. Uh, but no, Hap is – he's an interesting dude. He's he's an interesting guy. And I got to say, like, I, I give Major League Baseball a lot of credit for this. Like, they – their game lends itself to – it's only one of 162. Players have shown the ability to make plays, execute pitches, you know, while being mic'd up, while being interviewed, while having a conversation. Like – you can't do it in tackle football. You know, you can't do it while guys are sprinting up and down the basketball floor. Like, they'd be too winded. Like, baseball, I think, does a really good job. Even if this game isn't very good, last year it was so visually stunning. Like, the camera angles, the 4K, the, the drone footage, the two-way mic'd up players, the, the cameras in the infield dirt, the pageantry of walking out of the cornfield. Like, this game, even though the teams stink, is about as good as baseball can do in terms of presenting a product. It'll be on Fox. It'll be, a lot, as you said, a lot of pomp and circumstance. You, you mentioned Kyle Hendricks, and boom, it, well, okay, the, the, the World Series championship. And by the way, even in 2003, I had World Series tickets to games three, four, and five that never happened uh, in Wrigley Field. But, you know, I, I Don't first started going to Wrigley Jimmy. in We're getting 85. along. Okay. <laughs> I first started going to Wrigley in 85, and so – it wasn't a big deal if they didn't lost. Now the people in Chicago got a taste. They got a little bit of a taste in 2003, and then prior was thought it was going to ride Pryor and Wood for many more runs. It didn't, and then you win it, and it was the the base was so young. It looked like it was set up for a long stretch. It hasn't. So now we're at this point. Theo's in the rearview mirror. Is there a little bit more pressure by the fan base to put out a winner or compete? You know, payroll, etc. Absolutely. Um, Jed Hoyer has even said that they changed the standard for Cubs fans and the expectations. Lovable losers is a thing of the past. Just win one before I die 
is a thing of the past. Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer made, they had two goals. One was win a World Series and the drought and the curse. And then the second one was to be perennial contenders year in and year out. No more rebuilds. They obviously succeeded in the first and they obviously failed in the second because by any definition, this is a rebuild. So Jed Hoyer's task now is to build the next great Cubs team, as he likes to say, but not just win one, win one, and then be competing to win one every single year because they have those resources. The Ricketts family has spent a ton of money updating Wrigley Field and there's now video boards and they own all of the land and the rooftops and all of that stuff like it's a cash cow they've got their own television network so once they have a competitive big league team and hopefully a healthy minor league system it should be you know Bra- the Braves in the 90s the Dodgers right now like it, it should be they are competitive every single year having said all of that it is still Wrigley Field so How much pressure is there really when there's 35,000 or more every single day in the summer and it's the best hang on the north side of the great city of Chicago, the best summer city in the world? Like, they make money even when they lose. Now, the attendance will be down this year uh, compared to years past, but there's pressure from the fans, but fans are still showing up, which is a unique thing because in basically every other baseball market, if you don't feel the competitive product, fans don't show up. All right. See if we can make some money on this because it pays all the same whether the first place teams are playing or the last place teams are playing. And you've got uh, Lodolo uh, up and down, young pitcher, top ten pick. Um, he's you know some some nights he's really good, some he is not. And Smiley, uh, the veteran for the Cubs, very average uh, numbers. Um, but uh, you know, last couple of starts, well, that was two out of three starts. He did have nice outings against the soft hitting Miami Marlins. Uh, six and two-thirds, a shutout ball there. And the Phillies, who are swinging it, pretty doggone good. Uh, six innings, only one run, part of that sweep to start the second half. Any opinion uh, on the game itself? So, obviously, doing this before the number has officially been posted, these teams are very similar. Uh, they should both be given best efforts and getting up for the game and all of those like soft factors, right? Uh, like you mentioned, Smiley has gone deep. Like he's gone six or six plus in two of his last three outings. So that that has been helpful for the Cubs bullpen in the first half of the season. Led the major leagues in appearances. Like they've been able to settle down their bullpen, but they also traded all of their good relief pitchers. You know, they traded Efros, they tra- traded Robertson. So even if the Cubs have a lead, you're not going to feel great about Rowan Wick and a bunch of unproven guys in the Cubs bullpen. My inclination would be to just take the team that's getting plus money uh, because I think the teams are very even. Their record dictates it. And I just think if you, if you want to bet the Field of Dreams game, and I do, uh, I'd be betting on the team with plus money, especially if I can get that to be a Reds team at plus money, given that the Cubs bullpen is not very good anymore. I, I would agree with you. And you remember that historic, uh, I mean, historically bad start for the Reds uh, where they were basically 20 games under immediately. Uh, out the out the gates, they played 500 ball. 
uh, since. So uh, more yeah. than respectable. Now, listen, uh, Castillo was phenomenal against the Yankees. I mean, that's one of the best pitch games I've seen all year. Eight innings against that lineup. He was, fun, you know, he's great. They don't have him, but they have been sort of competitive, about 500. I'm thinking the Cubs will be about $1.30, $1.35, something like that. So you should get plus money uh, on the Cincinnati Reds, and I'm, uh, I'm with you uh, on that. Best spot these days, pre or post game in Wrigleyville. Oh man, uh, there's I mean there's so many good ones. Uh, you know you know I gotta say the Cubs did a good job with Gallagher Way, so you can like you can have beers on the premises, uh, uh-huh. and it's a little cheaper than inside, and it's just beautiful out there, and it's good for like in and out. But I still love the 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 deck at Murphy's Murphy's Bleachers out there in center field. Like it's an oldie but a goodie. I mean Brickhouse Tavern uh, is, is a fun spot. Uh, but yeah, I mean if you if if you're coming in for Wrigley and it's your first time I see nothing wrong with Cubby Bear Sluggers Murphy's as just you know you, you got to hit the classics if it's your first time I know you're an old veteran of it but <laughs> there's there's something special about sitting out on the patio at Murphy's looking at the Harry Carey statue for the entrance to the bleachers in the shadow of the brick wall so I, I, I gotta games, give you Murphy's. Do they still do they still have the Bloody Mary bar uh, at uh, oh, Murphy's come on now Good stuff. Good stuff. Can't drink all day in Wrigleyville if you don't start in the morning. So there you go. Danny Parkins from the Score Six Seventy in Chicago. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. Let's do it again. This is Sports Better's Paradise, part of the Bet Rivers Network YouTube channel. Thanks, Jimmy.